0: Legendary pop musician Billy Joel was in Los Angeles on his daughter's 12th birthday one year. And his daughter was in New York City. And so he called his daughter on the morning of her birthday from Los Angeles and expressed just with deep sorrow and sadness that he was going to not be with her on her birthday. And he said, but Expect a large package to arrive tonight at your place. So they hang up. Sure enough, that evening, the door rings and she goes to the door and there's a seven foot tall wrapped box at her doorstep. And she goes to unopen it and she's ripping through the, the, the paper and she opens the box and out steps her father. fresh off a plane from the West Coast. Can you imagine the surprise? This daughter who went from a long distance phone call that morning to a personal embrace that night, expecting on her birthday to only hear from her father and yet to be shocked and surprised that she could actually touch him and see him. About 2,000 years ago, God, who had been known by his people for centuries, just by his voice through the prophets, and then for 400 years up until the birth of Christ, silence, God visited the world and came in a baby and came in the flesh where he could be touched and he could be seen. You know, 2,000 years later, we, it's easy to lose the awe and the wonder of that truth, that the God of the universe stepped into this world in flesh. Christianity is the only major world religion that makes such an audacious claim. And John who was one of Jesus' disciples, who spent time with Jesus, who touched him, who saw him, writes about the awe and wonder of all that we celebrate on a night like tonight. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, if you want to follow along, it's printed on the back of your order of worship. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. That is John struck with awe that God would come down to this world and put on flesh. Now, why? I believe that the the awe and the wonder of the incarnation of God putting on flesh is rekindled when we understand why he came down. Why would he choose to leave the glory of heaven and come down into this dark and broken world? And there's two reasons that this text points us to. Number one is that he came down to heal this world. There's a powerful phrase right at the beginning of John, 1 John 1. And the phrase is, that which was from the beginning. What does John mean by that? He he says something very similar in his gospel, in the beginning of his gospel of John. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The point that he's making is that Jesus is eternal, That Jesus doesn't have a beginning. That his beginning was not when he was born into this world. That he's eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. And John 1 tells us that through Jesus, this world was created. So Jesus, the eternal one, created an eternal world. And people who were designed to live eternally. Now, Hidden in this truth is one of the ways that brokenness is manifested in our world. You know, we talk about our world being broken. I mean, it's just, it's obvious. We don't have to try to figure out that this world's not right. And we could list all kinds of things. I prayed about a number of things that are wrong with our world. But one of the fundamental problems in our world is that people die. God didn't create this world to decay, and he didn't create people to die. Death is a result of sin. Death is not natural. And when you look at all the problems in our world, the problems in our lives, the fear, the anxiety, a lot of our fears and anxiety can root back to the fact that death is a reality in our world, right? Death means loss. Death means separation. Death means Unknown, death means darkness. Jesus came into this world, God put on flesh to crush death, to defeat it. We sang about it in Heart the Herald. Born that man no more may die. In other words, Jesus was born into this world to fix one of the the core problems in our world, and that is that people die. God created a world to last forever. Forever. And he created people to live eternally. Sin destroyed that. Jesus came, put on flesh, was born in a manger, lived a perfect life, died to defeat death, and was raised from the dead to usher in new life, put on a glorified body that could never be touched by death again, and that's the body he's in right now. If you trust in Jesus Christ then you are promised a glorified body like Jesus one day, that you too will live eternally in a body that can't be touched by death or sin or darkness and in a world that is brand new and is not touched by sin. So God came down to heal this world and primarily to do that at the core of defeating death. But second, God came down to have fellowship with us. Look at verse three. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that, here's the the purpose, so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. That word fellowship, it means sharing in or participating in. It means nearness. It means relationship. God came down to have fellowship or relationship with you. Now I want you to think about that word for a second. Relationship. You may have never asked this question, but I'll have you ask it tonight. And that is, Why are we such relational beings? Why do we crave relationship? Why do we crave friendship? Why do we crave nearness with others? I mean, look at our world. There is a craving for relationship, social media, Facebook, right? It's all about connectedness. We want to be connected. We want to be in relationship. Why? Why is that true of us? It's because we're created in the image of a God who is relational, and a God who has existed in social relationship for eternity past, before this world ever existed. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, one God, but in relationship for eternity. And out of that, God created, in his image, mankind. That's why we're relational. Now, here's here's the, the problem. We crave relationship. We're starving for it. And yet at the same time, some of the greatest pain in our life comes from a relationship, doesn't it? Some of the greatest hurt that we've ever experienced comes from a relationship. God didn't design human relationships to be the most important relationship in your life. Now let me unpack that. God didn't design for human relationships to be the most important relationship in your life as much as you crave it. I want you to imagine you're, and maybe you've, you've done this, you're driving down an old country road and you get to this you know, rickety looking bridge and there's a sign before you get to the bridge and it says weight limit, you know, X tons or whatever the weight limit is. It's a bridge that's designed for a medium-sized car to go over. If you drive a semi truck over this bridge, it's probably not going to go well, right? It's going to crack, it's going to fracture, may just fall apart. There's a weight limit. When we take all of our hopes, and we take all of our dreams, and we take all of our wants, and all of our unmet desires, and we take all of those and throw it onto a human relationship, what happens? typically at some point that relationship fractures because we were never meant to bear that load, right? God designed us to function and to flourish in a relationship with him. And when we're in relationship with him, human relationships tend to flourish. But if we're not in relationship with God, then human relationships eventually fracture, crack and break down. Now here's the bad news. The bad news is that you're born into this world with your relationship with God fractured, because of sin. The good news is that God loves you and this world so much that He was unwilling to leave that relationship fractured. And so He came down in the person of Jesus, put on flesh to mend that relationship and he did it by taking away your sin because sin is what separates you from a holy God. He took away your sin. He put it on his son Jesus and poured his wrath out on Christ. In fact, that relationship was fractured so that your relationship with God could be healed. And when your relationship with God is flourishing and functioning and healed through Jesus Christ, then all of your other relationships fall in line and they tend to flourish. God came down to heal this world and to have fellowship with you. It was 2003, Thanksgiving Day. If you've got a little bit of age to you, you might remember this. Thanksgiving Day, President George W. Bush Uh, took a very highly secret trip to visit the troops in Iraq. And he ended up getting there and serving dinner to 600 soldiers in the Baghdad airport in a mess hall. But the way it all set up was this. The the troops were gathered in this mess hall, and U.S. Chief Administrator Paul Brimmer had told them that he was going to deliver a Thanksgiving proclamation from the president. So they were gathered expecting to hear from Paul Brimmer this red proclamation. And what he did when he got in front of them, he said, now it's customary that the most senior official reads this proclamation. And he, he turned around, and he said, is there anyone else back there that's more senior? And then out walks the president. And the troops were jumping on tables and just roaring that he had come to give thanks for them serving the country. It was, a, it was a visit that not only surprised the tired soldiers, it was a visit that, that stunned the nation and it even surprised Bush's parents who were waiting in Texas in his, at his ranch for him to arrive for Thanksgiving dinner. God paid a visit to this world 2,000 years ago a world that had become accustomed to hearing him through others. They're called prophets in the Old Testament. And yet he paid a visit to the world, put on flesh, so that no longer would he be heard through the mouth of another, he would be heard through the mouth of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ put on flesh and came to speak intimately and powerfully to us that there is a God who cares. There's a God who loves. There's a God who has designed this world to flourish. And there's a God who has designed human beings to flourish. And he had come to fix the brokenness. So 2,000 years later or so, We worship that God who came in Christ and that Christ who right now has flesh and blood in the heavenly realms. And that Christ who one day is going to return and fix things once and for all. God came to pay a visit to you. John 1 says that if you receive him, if you receive Christ and you trust him, And you believe in his name that you were given the right to be a child of God with your sin removed and your relationship restored with the God who made you. That's what Christmas is about. And may we in a world that's broken and even right now you may be sitting in that seat with circumstances in your life that are incredibly broken May you hear from God tonight that you are loved, that he came to visit you. And would you respond to God by saying yes to his son Jesus and worshiping him until he returns to make things right once and for all? Let's pray. Father, we long for the day as we look back to the birth of Christ, we long for the day that your son Jesus will return. We long for the day when we would receive glorified bodies that would no longer be susceptible to disease and sickness and cancer. We long for the day that our world would not be racked by racism and by hatred and violence and shooting and we long for the day when there will be no more crying, no more pain, no more death, no more sin. And we praise you that that is a fact that that day's coming. And the evidence is that you've already come once and put on flesh and died and rose and ascended to heaven. And until you return, Jesus, you are interceding for us. Father, fill our hearts with hope tonight. As we light candles, as we light these candles, would be reminded that Jesus, you are the light of the world and that what our physical eyes see do not define what is true. And that that is you are light and you are bringing light into this world and you start first and foremost by bringing light into our hearts to give us hope. Father, we worship you, and we thank you for coming into this world to heal it, to rescue us, and to have fellowship with us. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.